Curtis Joseph here. In this episode of Soul Science, I'm going to talk about the ever-elusive power of magic. What is it? Does it even exist? And also, how do we tap into it beyond religious ideologies and dogma? I'm going to talk about how we can transcend these religious ideas of duality to embrace the total power of the polarity to further empower you and your life. Come with me. Now, there are the definitions of others, right? We can accept Crowley's definition, which, of course, I paraphrase, but it is to create change and conformity to one's own true will. Okay, sure, we can accept that as gospel truth. However, I think we really need to explore what magic is in a much more practical sense. It's important for you so that you can understand that it is definitely not hard to tap into. I'm going to break this down for you in a way that is logical and feasible. Magic is the study, research, and application of cause and effect in the real world. Now, as an example, through experience, <laughs> if you punch somebody in the face, it is going to be very unlikely that the effect is going to be the result of them giving you a hug, right? We know that. It's common sense. But we don't tend to accept the fact that our every thought, no matter how indirect it may be, is a pocket of information that creates specific feedback from the external reality source. What we really have to do is understand ourselves at the deepest levels to allow magic to work for you, to allow cause and effect to work for you. Knowledge of true will is the activation and empowerment of free will. That is something that I want you to recite as a mantra. It is a means to tap into the complete control of the mental plane, the mental body, the emotional plane, and the emotional body. These are represented by the heart chakra and the third eye, the agna chakra, that inner sun that source of inner light. The yogis might call the emanations and energy of the chakra as the source of the inner guru. These are the two brains to the Egyptian alchemists, the scientists, the spiritualists of Kemet or ancient Egypt. You see, they believed that we thought not just with the meat of our brain, but also with the heart. This is true. You see, and this is why empathy 
is such an important integer within the equation of human becoming. <laughs> but empathy is lacking within the stasis of human being these days. We can see this. We can see this in how humanity as a whole is responding to specific circumstances in the world today. Those are completely different matters for a whole other day. But yes, this is an indicator of our spiritual maturity or lack thereof. Tapping into this mental control doesn't just deal with the conscious part of the mind, though. It deals largely with mastery of the subconscious mind. These are the solar and lunar currents within the totality of mankind. I don't care if you are male or female. I don't care how you relate uh, physically to gender. That's not relevant here. We all have solar and lunar currents. We all have a conscious and a subconscious mind. Now, it is science which states that roughly 99% of every one of our thoughts, words, and deeds is dictated by the predispositions of the subconscious mind, which is largely programmed by the societal structure, right? The governmental, religious, and educational, and pharmaceutical systems, these are all links in a chain of oppression. These subconscious gateways help to uncover these darker parts of the mind, right? They give us control of something that seems to be beyond our control. It starts to give us control of the dream plane. It will give you control over what can be achieved on those various planes of existence. But you see, this is not the actual end that is being sought. You see, the Taoists first mastered lucid dreaming, which is the act of becoming awake or aware that you are in the dream plane. And it is through this that you can interact with specific people, deceased loved ones, different archetypes, god forms, angels, demons. You can visit various planetary spheres of existence, right? This is what lucid dreaming is. When you are able to control this, you are able to rewire the mind, and that starts to express itself consciously through the life experience. And that is why the Taoists first sought mastery of what they would call dream yoga or lucid dreaming. It wasn't necessarily to become lucid in the dream. It was to become more lucid and illuminated, awakened to the potential that flows through the life experience here and now on our waking life experience, within that waking life experience. And so you see the solar and the lunar currents become more balanced. And this is important because the solar and lunar currents are symbols within modern religious structures. You see the God of 
most religions wants to be seen as a being of light representing absolute goodness while the lunar current tends to represent the more adversarial potentials within the forces of nature to be seen as the devil all across the board we don't have to recite any specific name just call it the the chief captain of the powers of darkness <laughs> so that that's applicable to all right and and we think that these are somehow at war with one another but what we need to think about what i have learned to think about as i have gained experience through these various spiritual practices is absolute light and absolute darkness are both equally blinding and so therefore you cannot perceive it so therefore to see a god of absolute light or goodness is to see its undoing and vice versa the polarities are true and real just as there are positive and negative sides to a battery this is the case with divinity as well it is primordial potential power that flows through all things 4% of reality is physical matter this is science this is a scientific model of the universe um the rest of it is dark matter the totality i think it's what 72% of all reality is dark energy so we see that these things are mutually dependent and not mutually exclusive in this day and age you have a lot of devil worshipers running around claiming that their darkness is the true holy <laughs> but again absolute darkness can't exist because the very principle of it blinds you it undoes itself through absolution <laughs> it's not logical yet people adhere to these belief systems they become subconscious programs that severely disempower us they keep us from uniting left brain thinking and right brain thinking this is why usually we are all for the most part more left or right brained monks who spend years mastering various methods of meditation however will often be seen using the left and the right hemispheres of the brain more um in unison as a comprehensive unit so i guess the entire crux of this message is that you as an extension of the divine are also an extension of the devil that's something i want you to listen to and grasp think about the potential for destruction that remains largely dormant because of societal guidance let's take that away let's see what kind of human 
<laughs> remains. You see, when you understand these destructive impulses, when you understand the devil, and through that coming to understand the devil, right, you're, you're actually redeeming him. You are living according to the scripture. Because if people actually live according to that book, they will pray for the devil. When we learn to understand those demonic impulses within, we can compel them to work for us rather than against us. And at the same time, when the true divine potential is anchored in the flesh and you begin to glow, you become more illuminated. You need to understand that that is not the kind of fluff bunny, all loving goodness that is preached not only in modern Wiccan circles, but most health, wealth, and prosperity churches around the world. No, it's beyond that. This sort of light is that which consumes all that is false. It consumes the dross of ego of those that come into contact with you. This light is something that anchors change within the world. But this power only comes forth when you have thoroughly explored the potential of the darkness within. It awakens when you have actually explored the symbolism of the subconscious mind and the intricate language that it creates. When you understand the symbolism, it's like learning to listen to a spoken language. The ritual itself Whatever magic you may be doing, whether it's in your mind or upon an altar, the ritual itself is the ability to speak back to it. So real applicable magic, my friend, is a matter of simply understanding the cause and effect of that. Understand that your thoughts, words, and deeds in this very moment are an integer in a lifelong ritual that begins to mold and shape your reality according to will. The important thing is knowing what that will is because you start mistaking somebody else's will for your own harmony ceases to exist. And that is largely why this world is going to hell in a handbasket as we speak. <sighs> Breathe. <sighs> Breathe. What is magic? You are magic. The witch's chalice, her broomstick, her wand, her ritual dagger, the staff of the wizard. These are all symbols of forces that exist within you. All of the fancy rituals that you will learn through any secret society, magical lodge or otherwise, are really just mirrors for inner reflection and understanding. 
it shows you the power of those elements within yourself. It's like looking into a mirror. And once you understand that those elements are within you, you can then become the mirror and reflect that power outward. You are the magic. Let's not over-mystify this. If you want to control the forces of magic, you need to start by learning to master the thought process through meditation. You need to start understanding how these symbols that have been made so popular within occult circles these days and within movies and other forms of media, how do they actually exist within us in practical ways, right? We grasp that, and then we start to see each other in the same way. And it's miraculous because you look at your neighbor and you see that they also are a mirror. You look at the neighbor's cat, it's also a mirror. And you understand that there's cause and effect. Just like if you punch somebody in the face, they're not likely to hug you. If you're cursing your neighbor, it's not going to create harmony in your living situation. But you start to see these practical connections between yourself and others that enrich your life experience and create peace and harmony. And this is practical magic. This is the stuff that stars are made of. I think Aleister Crowley said, Every man and every woman is a star. The light you shine, this is your dharma. It is your life, path, and purpose that you are meant to fulfill. And when you learn to embrace the polarity, rather than shutting off the potentials of synergy created between light and dark, Right? When you limit yourself to the light, when you limit yourself to the darkness, when you limit yourself to conscious decision-making and, and meditating for answers in all things, you know, it's not practical anymore. When you find balance, we are bringing forth spirituality in its truest sense because spirituality is useless without the stability of the flesh. Spirituality is useless if mankind has a hard time surviving in this world, much less thriving. When we liberate ourselves from the limits of the flesh and we start anchoring the divine light within and we start illuminating this dark world with our own true will being made manifest as harmony is brought forth then the true physical power of spirituality will be made known. As simple advice to you all, I would say that really taking control of your thought process, recognizing negative thought patterns and replacing those with positive affirmations is key, along with simply meditating on a daily basis. This level of alchemical exploration, it is also important to begin exploring the dream plane. Start looking at dream symbolism. Keep a dream journal. Start recording your dreams. 
start attempting to remember your dreams and then start working towards dream lucidity where you can actually become conscious within the dream experience and change it according to will. It's a lot. It's a lot to work on. But if you apply this from this one episode, it'll be life-changing. If this has been helpful to you, please like, subscribe, and share the podcast. Help spread the word because the more people we can reach, the more change we can create in the world. <laughs>